0: Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk again, drunk, drunk, drunk account drunk accountant. Good night, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're here until Wednesday. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Two Drunk Accountants. My name is Dan Osborne. I'm Tim Garth, and uh, this is episode thirty-six. Is it really? Could be thirty-five. It's, it's, it's mid-thirty. Uh, it's around there. <laughs> thirty-six is nice, though. I do like that. With the three, two threes is six. Two thirty-six. Six divided by three is two numbers, three and six. Next, next one is going to be three hundred and sixty-nine. I cannot wait. Yeah, that that's going to be a great episode. Budget update 2042. <laughs> <laughs> when Donald Trump is world president. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tim? Uh, what, what is, is the, the Tim, Tim? and Donald? There's <laughs> uh, well, a bit of a wobble board effect there. I don't know what happened. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got headphones on for one of the first times ever, and so we can really hear ourselves in the microphone. It's really cool. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of sound effects. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, well done, Tim. <laughs> yes. Well done. First effective sound. Well done. Perfect. Um, so, Tim, how was your week this week? What's what's your Tim and download? Um, my Tim and download. Uh, it was a short week. I. Um, I guess I just want to talk about the Australian Open final. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Novak, what a beast. Yeah, I, I honestly thought um, Nadal had it, to be honest. Mm. He, he... We talked about it last week. Yeah, I thought he had it. I thought he was going to beat Nadal. I mean, Djokovic. Dead set. And uh, Novak just came out and pummeled. Rafa, so... Yeah, I think, that, I think that puts Djokovic at 15 career Grand Slam titles. Yeah, and they're now talk, starting to talk about him as the GOAT. Yeah, no. I think it's too late for that. He's 30 years old now. Yeah, he's not the GOAT. I don't know, but like, how old's is Fed? Federer's 36. Another six years, Novak. Yeah, but in the, in the past six years, he's only won like three or four Grand um, Slam. He Novak won or Fed? Fed. Yeah. He's won, he won most of them. Yeah. earlier than this, I think. You would think Novak's going to start slowing down a bit. Yeah. My suspicion is that Novak will get injured mm. and he just won't be as good. It's a huge call. Here's right now, thing, though, it looks like I, no one's beating him. I just don't like Novak. <laughs> he's just got this, like, bubble head. No offence, <laughs> Novak. You're, you're possibly one of the best players of tennis ever. Yeah. But uh, he's really thin and there's this massive head. Isn't it just... It's insane, though, that we have Federer... I think it's 20 or 21. I think it's 20, maybe. I think it's 20. 20 Grand Slams. Um, Nadal, he's at like 16 or 17. Uh, Djokovic, 15. Mm -hmm. How's there possibly three players on tour in the top five right now who have won collectively that many? I know. It's It's insane. It's crazy. Will we ever see that again? I'm looking forward to men's tennis being more like women's tennis in that there's, there's, a, there's, there's a group. There's a real open chance of who's going to win. Apart from... like Asaka's Serena Serena Williams has, yeah. hasn't been playing as well, but she's still up there. Like, she hasn't yeah. been playing as well. but She's a dominant I force. Mean, she's got like 20-something Grand Slam titles. Yeah, but we're talking like three Serena Williams. Like Serena Williams, yeah, then exactly. um, at three quarters Serena Williams, and another two-thirds Serena exactly. Williams. Exactly. There's, there's no one else in like one that era. In, the, in the women's... Tennis. I mean, been... Sharapova's won three or something like two yeah. or three. and then uh, Stoza? Remember, Stoza. You know, however many she won. <laughs> she won one. Yeah. The US. And, that was good. And then um, Osaka's now won two. No, know Osaka's guess. looking good. Two, two in a row. Wow. The last person that did, did that in women's tennis was Serena Williams. Yeah. And yeah, she's only young. Yeah, she's... she's 21 or yeah, something. Yeah, she's very young. She's got a lot of her. She's it up. killing it. A lot ahead of her. Yeah, that's good. What about Uh, you, Dan? Yeah, my week this week, uh, I moved my mum's house. Oh, that's definitely your, Tim and Dan Lowe. And I'll tell you what, it was a journey. It was a journey, Tim. What what company uh, moved your mum's house, Dan? Dan and Chris Removals. (laughs) I just want to give a shout out to the good folks at Dan and Chris Removals. Uh, What's their slogan again? uh, You pack it, we'll break it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my brother uh, flew down from Brisbane to help for the weekend and uh, he made us some shirts. His name's Chris, so it's Dan and Chris Removals. It had a picture of a truck, and <laughs> Very then original. you pack it, we break it. <laughs> you pack it, we break it. It was great. No, we had good fun <laughs> driving around. We named the truck Tallulah. Tallulah? Tallulah. What's that about? There's a scene on uh, in Cool Runnings uh, where they name the bobsled, and one of them's like, we'll call it Tallulah, and they all laugh, and the other one's like, it Sounds like a two-dollar hooker, and he's like, "It's my mom's name." That's my mom's name. I remember that scene. Yeah. yeah. So we He's the like a serious Talula. guy. Yeah. He's like the serious <laughs> guy. Yeah. So oh, it's,
1: it's called Tallulah. That's uh, awesome. And yeah,
0: we had a great time. We, we went to the tip, did a drop off there, did about eight eight trips. Uh, actually, I do, I do want to give a shout out to uh, to my to my homies, to my boys down at the um, <laughs> Button Dairy uh, Waste Recycling. Uh, area. Yeah. We pulled up in the truck, and you know, said, "I've oh, got some, got some stuff we need to uh, to offload." And they initially sent us over to the the normal area where, you know, the 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 Tim's of the world will back up his his car, his Ute, and chuck a few things to this concrete pit that they sort out. You're not one um, of the normals, Dan. Yeah. And as we got over there, the guy took one look at us and said, nah, mate, you got to go to the tip edge." <laughs> the tip edge. The tip edge. And tip and edge. and we said, "Yeah, of course we do." That's what we told the other lady. <laughs> And so uh, and where is that again? Yeah, exactly. We're, we uh, yeah, my, my brother he doesn't know where that is though. Can you tell him where it is? <laughs> and so we, we drove up to the tip edge, which was us and uh, us and the garbage trucks yep. just kind of forming a line driving up this hill up to the tip edge and yes. we backed the truck up to it was you know dirt and then rubbish. Yep. And we literally just piled the rubbish and then this giant tractor the sides of this building just comes and drives over it and squishes it and runs over it. Brilliant, I mean, were you tempted at all to perhaps drop it up in Queensland to save a little bit of money there or? No. No, a bit cheaper up in Queensland? Is it? Yeah, really? A lot cheaper. Yeah, it was like, it was 280 bucks. Was it? And there was just less than a ton. It was a lot of rubbish for not that much money. Yeah, it used to be a lot cheaper though. Imagine the fuel costs though of driving to Queensland. Um, Yeah, so that actually happens. There are are big companies like uh, Bingo, Maybe yeah. they shouldn't do that. I think they say 90% of their waste goes to um, like renewables or something like okay, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's recycled. Yeah. But um, they ship it up to Queensland it's it's because it's cheaper. cheaper. Yeah. It's oh. like, um, and I think that's going to all change soon. See, my bro- that's, that's the inside run I have, the inside scoop I have from Jade in the waste game. My brother lives in Queensland, so he could have just driven Tallulah home. True. He, he could have just driven had, Tallulah, Tallulah home. I'm going to tell him that. He'll listen to the podcast. Chris, you should have just driven to Laurel <laughs> Chris, what were you thinking? Uh, Does that spark joy for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that, was, uh, that was my week. Nice one. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Tim, have you got a business update? Business update. I do not. I read something in the week about a- the ATO having some sort of win over some company. <clears throat> um, was that about Phoenix activity? Potentially. Because there was a property developer who was jailed for tax fraud. Ooh. Um, Basically, he is a property developer. Sentenced to six years jail by the New South Wales District Court for GST fraud relating to Phoenix activity in the property and construction industry. GST fraud? Yeah. He was ordered to pay reparations of more than $1.8 million along with his jail sentence. Along with his jail sentence. So, um, Phoenix activity, we've talked about it before, if you've never heard of it, that's when someone goes bankrupt or their business uh, shuts down, owing people money that they haven't paid them. And then they take that business and open it up under a different entity or a yeah. different person's name doing the same thing. Yeah. And they effectively still have control over that business. Exactly. Essentially, the business rises from the ashes of a bankrupt business. Like a phoenix. It's in a complete new shell. Um, and it's it leaves a lot of people out in the lurch. And that's the problem with it, that it leaves people... Uh, who they owed, all their creditors, could be employees' superannuation, or that usually goes to the directors, but it could have been uh, other small businesses, could be the ATO, it could be lots of people. Um, and they forget all that and they open up a new entity uh, mm. and just continue on the same thing. So um, apparently uh, Benjamin Ensor, he was convicted after an ATO investigation found he had instructed his companies to fraudulently obtain GST credits and failed to report property sales to avoid paying GST, causing a loss to the Commonwealth of 3.4 million. So he didn't just Phoenix, yeah. but he also did naughty things. Yeah. So there we have it. He's going to jail, apparently.
1: That's and that happened one.
0: between 2008 and 2011. Yeah, that's a while that's ago. A, that's, a, that's a good one, though. It's, it's, I, I have seen a bit of a rise in uh, cases against. And this is just. Phoenixing. Yeah. This is just. Uh, <laughs> Things that I've noticed, whether or not it's true, or it might just be more publicized lately. But there's definitely been a bit of activity around mm. um, getting people who are, who are doing some phoenixing activities. Well, the ATO has pumped some money into that area. So, yeah, that's yeah. um, an important one for mm. the economy. Definitely. So, uh, the next one I have is close to our hearts. Uh, it was actually a self-managed super fund matter, which oh. I dealt with the uh, our auditors During the week. Okay, yeah. Super know-how. Yeah. So I told uh, Anthony at Super know-how that I'd give him a shout out. Stop, Anthony? (laughs) Um, I'm not sure if he'd be thrilled about that or not, but anyway, (laughs) it's happening. He's on the podcast now. (laughs) (laughs) We should call him. Yeah, maybe we should. (laughs) Uh, No, so um, it was an interesting one, Dan. It's about collectible items. Yeah. Um, So Pink Diamond, to be exact. Yes. You can invest in, in a broad array of things in a self-managed super fund. And yes. that's, that's one of the reasons you might set one up. Yep. If you would want to invest in, say, gold or silver or pink diamond or antique collectibles, mm. you can do all of those things. Yeah, I'm more of a gold, man. You're probably more of a pink. <laughs> What's that meant to me? What are you getting at there, Dan? Have you, have you just dug yourself a hole? Have you, uh, have you read uh, Red Rising? Uh, <laughs> I'm a gold and, and, and you're a pink. No one's getting that reference at all. doesn't matter. Oh yeah, I get it now. Yeah, Basically, I'm superior to him. <laughs> the, That's the butt of the joke. The pinks are the sex bots. So you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the golds have sexes. So you're just trying to say... Anyway, I'm sorry Anthony about that. He's just ruined this awesome <laughs> business update. If you are listening. Um, so basically, uh, Pink Diamond is a really interesting one, Dan. Yes. So, if you buy a collectible, yep, um, so a piece of art, yes. or um, a beautiful piece of jewelry, yep, um, then the rules are with the ATO, you need to insure that item within seven days of purchasing it. Okay, so that's, a, have that's to have a insurance unique, for that. Um, that's a unique rule. Yeah, uh, it was only introduced a few years ago. Yeah. And um, it was actually to stop people from just purchasing collectible items yeah. and it, because there's costs involved with insuring it. Yeah. So, it's expensive a, to insure, especially, yeah. Especially um, people buying collectible items and then saying, oh, it got damaged and I wrote it off yeah. out of the super fund. Right. So, um, so that's an interesting one. But the pink diamond, it's not jewelry. No, right. it's just diamonds. But it's also not a commodity. It's not like gold or silver. So gold or silver is specifically noted as something that isn't included in this collectible items rule, which you need to ensure within seven days of yeah, purchasing. Gold and silver is like is, buy, is like buying a, a barrel of oil. Yeah. Exactly right. So um, Anthony at Super Know How um, clarified this with the ATO for me during the week. Yeah, yep. Um, and so the response he got was, in general, a diamond will meet the definition of a jewel. However, where the diamond is not sent Uh, Set in a jewelry piece, it would not meet the 62A definition of jewelry, where it was not used for personal adornment. So that's what it's all about. If you've got something that's for personal adornment, that's for display, for you to look at and to enjoy, um, get some sort of other benefit from it, then it's it's a personal item, it's a collectible item, and Mm. it needs to be insured. Um, So pink diamond, depending on what you're doing with it, if it's in a display case for people to walk past and and check it out in some storage facility, Mm. and you go and have a look at it all the time, Mm. it could technically be a collectible or a personal item, which you need to ensure. But if you've got, say, a stack of diamond um, sitting in a black velvet bag in a vault in storage, (laughs) that wouldn't be for personal adornment. It's not attached to a gold (laughs) ring or a necklace it's not there to be displayed or viewed. So therefore it would be more of a commodity. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, so um, it depends how you use that pink diamond. Mm. But then an interesting one, um, it's a a seriously gray area because as Anthony pointed out, um, an artwork, antique artifact or postage stamp bought for the same reasons and stored the same way. So not viewed, um, not available, for the public for not not there for adornment mm. um would be immediately considered a collectible or a personal use asset and need to be insured wow so that's so seriously gray so jewels kind of fall into a gray area yes if, as long as they're not part of jewelry yes oh interesting isn't that strange that is strange so maybe the ato will clear that up soon mm. but for now pink diamond can be held um as an investment without being insured mm. if it's not there for for adornment yeah. and to be viewed and enjoyed. So, I during the two thousand Sydney Olympics, Tim, I was ten, <laughs> and uh, I collected a lot as a kid. Right, I'm a bit of a collector, <laughs> and well, uh, like hoarder. Every time any Australian got a gold medal, uh, the postage, Australia Post would release specialty stamps in their honor of a picture of them holding their gold medal on a sheet nice and I'd go in and buy a sheet yep right so i've got uh you know tens of dollars worth of stamps mm-hmm. from the sydney olympics <laughs> tens of dollars now let's say i put that in my super fund it would need insurance yeah um depending on like the value of those postage stamps too stamp but let's team, say it's worth at least tens of dollars <laughs> yeah i mean You'd have to look into it because maybe, maybe there's some sort of threshold there of ten thousand dollars for personal collectible items, personal okay. use items. But what about but my yeah? Pokemon card collection? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, I'm pretty sure you don't have anything worth that much. So. <laughs> well, you say that to my uh, first edition Charizard Hollow. <laughs> Oh, you're going to have like a, a storm of emails in your inbox Being be like, I'll buy that off you, 500 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one, to be honest. I just know that that one's worth at least $300. Yeah. So, uh, okay. That's cool, Dan. Uh, I hope you've got that securely stored and <laughs> I don't actually have <laughs> laminated. one. Laminated. I don't have one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but yeah, that is actually very interesting and good to know that if you ever want to put any of those kind of items in your super fund or invest it, if you think they're going to go up in value, um, you need to check those rules for a shower. Check those rules. Uh, And the last one relates to today's main topic, so it'll be a very quick one. Yep. Um, It sounds like the instant asset asset write-off threshold is gonna be upped to 25K. Yeah, so I'm not sure who announced this, um, but we do have a budget update coming up. So there is a potential that this is gonna be um, something announced during that time, I guess. Yeah, I'm just reading the... Uh, it's from Accountants Daily. I get a lot of my content from there. Um, announced yesterday, Prime Minister Scott Morrison has pledged to increase the small business instant asset write-off to 25000 yeah. from the current twenty. Yeah, so this is a... Uh, this is definitely a budget announcement. Yeah. Essentially. Yep. So that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, they kind of extend that um, every year, and we'll talk about this a bit, but... Um, it was meant to finish last year or the year was, before, and they yeah. just keep extending it a year. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that's going to be around for a, a while. I don't think it's going anywhere. It's too popular. Mm hmm. Too popular. Till our economy is in like growth phase. It is not going anywhere. Exactly. Uh, Tim. Nice. Do you have a Tim's tight tip this week? I do, Dan. You do. Thank you for asking. All right. That's you good. remembered it this week. Yeah. Uh, keep, keep talking. I just need to go grab something, but keep talking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So um my tight ass tip this week is about sharing and that's a pretty common theme with the tight ass tips. Um and something that frankly, Dan, are you good at sharing? If you're not, just remain silent right now. I'm good at sharing. Dan's I'm no good at sharing. sharing. He is absolutely no good at sharing. Um but you do share in this instance, Dan. I'm back. I, happy. I do share. You'll be happy to know that you passed this tight ass tip. Oh okay, good. It's all about streaming services Mm. and the benefits of sharing within your family. I do this, Tim. And when I say family, I say that in extended commas. Yeah, I'm tapping my nose when I say family. But you know, these days, everyone subscribes to like a Netflix, a Stan, um, Spotify, Apple Music, Foxtel Now, or Go, whatever the hell it is these days. Yeah, Prime, Amazon. So yeah, exactly right. and often these subscription services, um, allow you to have a family, um, subscription. Yeah. M- many of them are like, you know, f- uh, four users for an extra five bucks yeah. or something like that. So this actually happened to me. Um, I really wanted to, I had Foxtel now streaming for, um, Game of Thrones and the walking dead. Yep. Primarily. But then the AFL season started and Foxtel has all the AFL matches. And it was an extra like 20 to $25 a month to, um, to get that subscription. Yeah. And I I thought about this and I figured it out. Foxtel, you can watch on two screens at the same time. Yes. So I brought in mum and dad (laughs) Yeah. and I was like, well, why don't you guys halve the cost? It cost me like three bucks extra. Yep. And, um, out of that, they got Foxtel and I got the sport subscription. How good's that? We've now gone one step further. I yeah, know my grandpa also watches the Foxtel. <laughs> we've added the movie channels, <laughs> but it's brilliant because he watches during the day. Yeah. And I'm at work. So there's no two screens. Watching there's no the two same screens we used at the one time. Yeah. So be creative with your streaming services. Yeah. Spotify is the same. If you have four friends and you all have one subscription each, you're going to be paying forty-eight bucks between the four of you. Yeah, that's right. Under one family subscription it could be eighteen. So what uh, what we did uh, at the old At the Caddyshack, Caddyshack. there was, uh, you know, four different people, but essentially three different entities, you know, three bedrooms. Um, And we had the Caddyshack entertainment package, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which included, you know, obviously the internet, uh, Netflix, Stan and Spotify. And we just all quartered the cost. I think that's amazing Dan. And it was brilliant. That is the best tight ass thing you could do. Yeah, exactly. We still do it. I moved out and we they just send me money every every month. It's so good. I love just being able to just chuck on whatever streaming so I don't need to worry about hmm. what's on each streaming service. Exactly. I just Go for it. So I, I can watch anything. That, uh, Everyone has a friend who's streaming something. Exactly. And you know what? Tim <laughs> announced today hmm? Every episode ever of Scrubs. Scrubs on Stan, I know, huge. Uh, almost like almost like they're, they're a sponsor of the show making that announcement. <laughs> it's going to be a big weekend. Cat <laughs> sick. It's going to be a She's big She's at week. home. Uh, I'm going to watch some Scrubs. <laughs> at the door, just in time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bit of a Turk Saturday, hey? Yeah, that's it. No, but she'll be there. Cat Tur- will be there. Turk weekend. Cat will be there, though. Uh, that's, Tim, is that the end of your Titus tip? That's Tim's Titus tip of the week. I agree with this Titus tip. Happy savings. Well done, Tim. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> well done, Tim. Why were you laughing at me? <laughs> well, I was my laughing. Feelings. Uh, Tim, we should move on to the main topic today. We haven't even mentioned what it is. The main well, topic today. But it's in the title of the podcast episode. So. Yeah, let's don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> the main People topic. aren't looking, aren't reading the. the main, th- The main topic that we're uh, we're talking today, Tim, is... Depreciation! Depreciation! (laughs) Let's move on to the main topic. So, uh, what we thought is we haven't really had a full episode about depreciation. It's been mentioned here and there. Uh, The small business write-off's definitely been mentioned in the podcast before. Uh, But we thought we'd just go into a little bit uh, deeper into what... Depreciation actually is? Mm -hmm. uh, What are the various ways to calculate it? uh, What are the different rules for you? So, Tim, what is depreciation? Good question, Dan. Yeah. Depreciation is actually an accounting term. Yeah. People think of it in a tax way, Mm. but um, I think of it first and foremost as an accounting measure. Mm. So, it's a way to. Calculate the decline in value of an asset Hmm. over its useful life. Yeah, that's right. Essentially, uh, it's a a word that means the change or the decline in the value of an object or something as it ages. As it ages. And it's used. And it's used. Because there's some things that we do in business um, and we purchase them and they have several years that they last for, rather than just stock that's just consumed straight away or used uh, as a raw material for manufacturing, or sold, or sold like inventory. Um, An asset, an example of an asset uh, with a useful life that depreciates is a motor vehicle. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. It, it, It applies to everyday life as well. Everyone has a car, and everyone knows that when you go into the car lot, you buy a Hyundai i30 for 19,990, <laughs> and you know that in a year's time, it's not worth that anymore. No, exactly. It's worth less, and the reason not why even worth- a year's time. That, yeah. that day you drive it out. Okay. <laughs> the reason why it's worth less is because it's depreciated. Yep. The value of that vehicle has depreciated over time. Its value is now less because of aging. Yeah, for sure. So, so there's also yeah. another way to term it: amortization. Amortization. And this is more, amortization tends to be more around intangible assets. Yes. Uh, So that's something that isn't physically in front of you that you can hold. So um, an example might be... A license. A license. Um, You have a license. Obviously, it has a lot of value in the first day because you've got a year's worth more of ability to use it or 10 years more ability to use it. But after eight years, and it's only got two years left, well, that two years isn't as worthwhile as 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Almost like a franchise agreement. Almost like a franchise <laughs> agreement, which would amortize probably over its useful yeah, life. Yeah, there's a couple of rules, yeah. but yeah, depending on renewals or if it's a new one. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Potentially. So uh, that's essentially what depreciation is it's just capturing the actual value of an asset over time and allowing the expense. <laughs> over that same time period. And the reason I introduced that idea that it's an accounting principle is important to me because for reporting purposes, if you want to see the true profit of your business, you should be depreciating your assets. Yeah, that's right. Because you're using that vehicle, it's declining in value and essentially um, it's only costing you the amount of decline in value over that period. Yeah. And technically you can go and sell it. Um, and get money back for that yeah. asset. And uh, like, if we're going to get real technical about this, yeah. the value of that asset is only really the, essentially the outputs that it can provide you with over the period that it's got left. So if you're using that asset to, uh, you've got a machine that builds widgets that you're selling, mm-hmm. well, if that machine can only build one more widget, it's not very valuable. It's pretty much worthless. But if that machine can run for 10 more years and build you millions of widgets, brilliant. It's exactly. Cool. And so if you bought that machine for a million dollars, Dan, yeah. would you want to see a million dollar loss in your first year and your profit and loss? You would not. No. You would and, that's, not. and that's why depreciation exists. Correct. Accountants are very smart and they're like, oh, that looks a bit negative to me. I'm a conservative man. Yeah. And there's still some value in that. That's not yeah. just a, That's not just an expense that washes through my profit and loss. Exactly. Uh, I, could, I could sell this in a year And I've only used 10% of the original cost as an output. Exactly. Yeah. So depreciation was to make reporting accurate. Correct. That's first and foremost. But there is a secondary purpose. It's the tax purpose. Tax purpose. And sometimes depreciation for tax purposes is different. Mm Mm-hmm. That's just a concept. You don't really need to understand that because your accountant will take care of that. But yeah. they are two different things. Yeah, One's if, for reporting, one's for tax. Especially relevant as a small business um, in terms of the small business tax concessions, but also very relevant for the very large businesses who more often than not will use certain depreciation techniques in their accounting Financial statements, yes, um, because they want to see a certain result, they might mm-hmm. manipulate it a bit, or yeah. or they believe that the true value of something is different from what the tax laws allow. Yeah, uh, but then their tax depreciation is something completely different. So mm-hmm. they can have a value in their financial statements of an asset of a million dollars, but for tax purposes, it's only valued at eight hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. Um, and there's just different rules for each way um, your accountant, as Tim said, handles this for you normally. Yeah, just be aware of it. That's it. So, so Tim, different ways to depreciate. Yeah. How, how, in the, essentially, there's two basic mm-hmm. basic ways to depreciate an asset. And that depends on how that asset is used and how it's expected to age or decline. Yeah. yep. Yeah, yeah. So, essentially, the first way is called the straight line method or the prime cost. Yes. And what that means is that every year, for whatever useful life you've decided for that asset, so, you buy um, a car and you think it's gonna be around for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So that would say that, okay, we're gonna have the cost of the car, $20,000, and it's gonna last 10 years. So 20 divided by 10. $2,000 a year. $2,000 a year, it's gonna decline in value. Mm -hmm. That's the straight cost. And the reason why you'd use that method is if you think that that asset uh, is going to decline uniformly or evenly, Mm -hmm. over every year of its life if you think its decline is exactly the same every year Mm -hmm. that's not always the case yep but for some things it is the case yep so the other way is the diminishing cost method diminishing value diminishing value sorry diminishing value method so that is the opposite of this. This assumes that the value of an asset is going to decline quicker at the beginning of its life Mm -hmm. than it is at the end of its life. And that makes a lot of sense for a lot of assets. Yeah, it does, especially like say the motor vehicle example you just use, it's not gonna be $2,000 a year. No No way. You drive that Hyundai i30 off a lot and it loses five grand. Yeah. If if you Uh, imagine (laughs) a reverse J. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The value being the top left um, side of the J yeah. And then um, time being as you move to the right. Yeah. <laughs> the most value is going to be lost in the beginning. Yeah. And then it'll just flatten out that curve. Exactly. And other things that you might, um, to illustrate this point further, a computer or an iPhone or an iPad or something. You know, you, you buy this brand new yeah. spanking new computer. It works fantastic in that first it's year. The it's the latest is the latest technology. In a year's time, it's been surpassed. Yeah. There is a new iPhone out. There's an S. Yeah there's a something (laughs) S and that iPhone is now worth half of what you originally paid for. Yeah, there's an XR and an XS now. It's starting to sound like bloody Ford Falcons. Yeah, (laughs) it does, isn't it? Um, But then as time goes on, it doesn't depreciate by the same amount every year, it depreciates slowly. So, you know, uh, the difference between an uh, iPhone 8 and an iPhone 7 is big in that first year that the 8 comes out. Mm. The difference between a 3 and a 4 little mm. at the moment. Yeah, exactly. You, right. You know, exactly you're not, right. not going to, you know, either one would be fine. Yep. Um, yeah, exactly. So for accounting purposes, you want to try and match that to the way that the asset declines. Correct. For tax purposes, you probably want to speed that depreciation up to claim as much as you can. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> as soon as you <laughs> That's right. <dude>. Good joke. <laughs> Good <laughs> Uh, um, so, and if you're a business with turnover of more than 10 million, mm-hmm. well, these are the depreciation methods that you're looking at. Correct. And every asset actually has a rate of depreciation. The, the ATO, not every asset, but I, I, almost I, I, every. And, and often the ones that don't usually fall into something similar to the other assets that are already yeah. listed. So the ATO have a, have a list. Yep. They have a list and they, there's two different tables of different ways that you can look at it by industry, I think, and yep. then by type or something like that. Um, but essentially, you just find your asset mm-hmm. in the category that's relevant mm-hmm. and it tells you how long its useful life is and what the depreciation rate per year should be using the diminishing cost or the prime value, depending on which one you use. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, um, so yeah um, but small businesses turnover less than 10 million, used to be 2 million. Now it's ten million, Dan. Ten million. If you're a small business, there's different rules again. Different rules again, and it's they call it simpler depreciation or simplified depreciation. Mm -hmm. Um, And what that basically means is, as we've already suggested, there's an immediate write-off for any asset that costs less than twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. So this is a really interesting one, Um, because it used to be a thousand bucks. Right. For small business. Yeah. So it's 20 now. And I think it's 300 for a big business. And as it's $300. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So for a large business, they're not, right, they're not instantly writing off much at all. No. Um, but now it's moving to 25. So you can, you can buy some brand new vehicles for up to 25. That, that I-30 that we spoke about earlier, immediately written off. Yeah. It's going to save you six grand in tax in the first year. Now, a question that we get, then about mm. this immediate write-off. Yes. Is that some sort of cash back offer from the government? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's accelerated depreciation. Yeah, so you're not going to get anything extra. You don't get that 20 grand back, do you? You did not get that 20 grand back. And <laughs> so there no, is buy, like, I like a I-30 for 19990 yeah, yeah, no. the government doesn't just give me 19990 No, right? see, there's a lot of confusion around this because, you know, especially around tax time, you're going to see so many ads on the telly. You're going to see so many car yards putting up sign you know, make it, take advantage of the- Dodgy car salesman, okay, Jake (laughs) Dafta. shout out (laughs) Dafta. Yeah, there's gonna be um, advertisements saying, you know, take advantage of the immediate write-off and they kind of word it in a way that makes it seem like this is something you need to do right now. Otherwise, you know, you're gonna lose out on- You're gonna miss out. Um, But essentially what it is, is instead of depreciating an item over the useful life, um, they're accelerating it to say, for a tax benefit for you, to give you a bit of a benefit of buying an asset in this first year, uh, we're gonna allow you to deduct the entire thing in the first year. So it's gonna reduce your profit and therefore you're gonna pay less tax. In that year. In that year. Rather than across three years or four years. Yeah. What it may have been. You'd normally always get a full deduction for this item Mm. over its useful life. Yeah. It's just, you get that deduction over five years or whatever the useful life is. Whereas in this immediate write off, you get it that year, right then. So this is a, and we spoke about this in the tax planning episode. For sure. But this is a good idea if you were going to buy this asset anyway in, say, July. Yeah. Or early months in the new financial year. Yeah, just bring it forward. Yeah, the reason why is because you'll get an immediate deduction in the current year. You'll save a bit of tax this year. Yeah. But if you don't, you'll get the same advantage next year, assuming the law continues. Exactly. Um, And the other thing is, like, if you've had a great year, and you're not expecting to have such a good year next year and the year after, well, there's a real advantage of speeding up your depreciation. Correct. Because you can bring your profit down this year, and next year you're not expecting it to be as high anyway. So the depreciation would have less value to you next year and the year after. So that's where as a small business, it just gives you a little bit of flexibility uh, to bring those costs forward. Yeah, that's right. uh, And save yourself tax. But, you know, debatable sole traders, Probably doesn't work in their favor sometimes if their income's low anyway, pushing yeah. them below the 20k tax free threshold. Yeah. And it doesn't, and as I go back and listen to that tax planning episode, yeah. as I always get a bit say, technical. it doesn't make a lot of sense to spend that much money to save a little bit when you don't need to. Exactly right. So it depends, depends what your income is. Yeah. So people get excited about it, may not be as exciting as you think. That's, yeah. that's the message here. That's the message. Yeah, because you don't get the cash back. It speeds up your depreciation you would otherwise already be getting over yeah. three years. Yeah. You just get it this year in yeah. one hit. That's right. And that's a very unique circumstance of benefit. Yeah, so, so essentially what this does in turn, you might maybe wondering, hey, but wait, Tim, but now my accounting balance is completely different to my tax one, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what would happen? They do operate differently. Yeah, so there's still a value to that asset. Yes. You still have a value to that asset. Yeah. Um, and if you sold that asset, that would be income. Mm -hmm. and you'd have to pay some tax on that. Yep. Um, But essentially, um, In the reports. Yeah, they're giving you a tax benefit, and they're saying don't worry about keeping track of the accounting value of that asset for tax purposes right now. If you don't want to. If you don't want to. You can still, if you're a small business, you can be like, well, um, this asset only declined by a thousand bucks this year. Yeah. Uh, But for tax purposes, I'm gonna claim the whole lot. That's right. Uh, You can run two different balances there. Correct. But not many small businesses do it. It's not a huge advantage unless you're really closely looking at your profit and loss. Yeah, if you're looking at your balance sheet and you really want those assets to be up, then it might be something worth doing. Yeah. Um, But you could always just remove depreciation altogether from your profit and loss. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So for a small business, there's also the general um, pool. Correct. So the reason why they've called this simpler is because anything below 20, immediate write-off anything above 20, you get a standard flat rate. You don't need to go looking in the table at different rates. It's yeah, just 30% yeah. of the total value of your pool every year. Yep. 15% for the first year, you hold that asset. Yep. So if we bought a car for... Uh, 20 grand. 20, oh, it has to be more than that. 20, well, 20001 $20,001, <laughs> uh, we'd get... $3,000 and 25 cents <laughs> deduction in that first year. Yeah, because it's 15. It's 15 cents, sorry. Even if that was on the 30th of June, Dan. Even if that was, as long as you had the car available, ready to use at that date. Mm. So that that's a, key, that's a key point to make. You get 15% regardless of when you buy it, because yep. normal depreciation is calculated on the amount of days you held the asset in that year. Yeah, so if you buy an asset on the 1st of July, uh, you get an entire year's worth of depreciation if you buy the, the asset rules. on the first of January. Then you only get half a year's worth of depreciation. Yes. If you buy it on the thirtieth of June, you get one day's worth <laughs> of depreciation. Or none, you know, so um, so it's 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 a good thing because yeah. you get a fifteen percent regardless of when you bought it during the year. And it's just so much more simplified, yeah. um, easier for people to understand and apply those exactly. principles. Exactly, so everything else, um, essentially they get thrown into a pool, you stop really, you don't need to take um, too much attention into each individual assets value after that, it's just a total pool value. Basically disappears in the pool. Yeah, and it's just apart from that first year, uh, the rest of the balance just gets times by 30% and yep. that's your depreciation, depreciation rate for that or amount for that year. Exactly. And even if you sell assets, it makes it simpler because you don't need to figure out if on that individual asset you've made a profit. That's right. And a profit being <clears throat> the cost of the asset minus the depreciation yeah, um, plus the amount you sold it for. So yeah. let's say I've depreciated my car from 20 to, t- to 10 grand. Yeah. I sell it for 15, I've made, I made five a five grand, grand profit. profit. Yeah. But if that's a general pool, Well, it'll just decrease the balance of my pool by $5,000. It won't be income in that year for me. Yeah, that's right. It would, the way that they do it is you have a balance of say 30 grand, you sell an asset for 10, you just go 10, uh, 30 minus 10 and you end up with 20. And then you already depreciate from the beginning of the year anyway. And then you take the 10 off and then you end up with, if it goes past zero, that's when you've made a profit that you have to pay tax on. It's funny because it is simpler, but also complicated in its way. complicated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... So different rules for, for businesses over 10 million turnover yes. and small businesses under 10 million turnover. That's right. So if you're under 10, you get immediate write-off. Under 20? Up to 20, up to 20 up maybe to 20. 25 next year. Yep. Uh, anything above that is put in a small pool with a 15% flat rate in the first year and a 30% for every year after that. And there is one or two other categories for small businesses though.
1: Do you know what they are, Tim?
0: Websites? Uh, software development <laughs> and capital works. Capital works. This is different. So capital works don't fall into the same category as general pools. Yeah, they're they're different. So this is if you've got if you if you build a building essentially yeah. <laughs> um, or do serious repairs on a build building. Your, build your own warehouse. Build your own warehouse, things like that. Um, you don't get the same depreciation rates for these items. They are separate. And for these items, you get only 2.5% or 4% um, per year in a straight line basis. They say that it declines by the same amount every year. Only if, uh, which rate depends on which year it was built yes. and and the use of it and all sorts of things. There's a whole table on the ATO. Go have a look at that. It's a pretty rare thing. If, you, if you're if you building something right now, then it is likely to just be 2.5%. Correct. But it, there is different rates for like commercial yeah. as well. Um, so, and that's just the building itself. All the plants, um, equipment, fittings, fixtures. Uh, for example, if you have curtains mm. in the building or light fittings. Yep they are depreciating assets. Correct. They're not um, capital, capital works, works. assets. Yeah. So that's pretty complex, but if you're building a building, then um, you can depreciate some of it. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it has to different keep, rules. So keep that in mind that there, are, there is that extra category, but 99.9% of all your depreciation is gonna happen either immediate write off or in that pool. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're over 10 million, we've already kind of alluded to what happens, but essentially you have prime costs, diminishing value, to in a table on the ATO's website to figure out which uh, asset, which at what rate, exactly. Anything under three hundred dollars is an immediate write-off mm-hmm. instead of twenty grand. Yeah. Um. You you do have a low value pool though. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, less than one thousand dollars. Less than a thousand. More than three hundred. Yes. <laughs> correct. And that's, and for assets that have depreciated to less than one thousand as well, you can just accelerate them if. That's right. So if yeah. you, if you have an asset that you bought for five and now it's only worth nine hundred, you can put that in the pool now. Yeah. This is just a low value asset. And it'll depreciate it. 37.5%. Yeah. Or half that in the first year. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's only in the first year if it was purchased. In the purchase. If you already held the asset, then correct. you get the full thirty seven point five. Correct, correct, correct. So that works in the much in much the same way as the general pool. It's just you've got different parameters. And a much yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, if a small business turns into a large business, they can keep depreciating those small business pools. The way they were, but, but any they have new to start. Assets, yes, yes, are under the larger business rules. Correct. So it's not like that. Uh, last year we earned um, nine million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars, <laughs> and then this year you earned ten thousand and one million. Yeah. Uh, sorry, ten million dollars and one. Yeah. Uh, and suddenly you have to rejig all your assets. No. no, continue the pool the same way you always did it. But anything new that you bought this year is under the, follows new rules. the new rules. Yeah, exactly right. Um, also, if you decide to adopt the simpler rules, every asset needs to be allocated to the yeah. new rules. You can't do half-half. You can't immediately write off one thing and not do the next. One extra thing too, Dan. Hmm. Um, R&D tax incentive yeah. also has its own rules yeah. around depreciation. So you can't be using the small business simplified depreciation rules. Even though I would say a lot of the Bunch people looking at R&D are small businesses. Um obviously That's weird, Tim. <laughs> that is weird. Um yeah, so um just keep in mind if you are going to do the R&D tax incentive, don't use the small business immediate write-off or general pool because you won't be able to cl- include those as part of your claim for the R&D tax incentive. Yeah, that's right. And and that's the R&D tax incentive is obviously through the tax return. Um, Yep. So it's an offset. It's an offset. It's uh, it's a a great offset. We should actually spend a whole episode talking about it. Yeah, I think it would be good to get um, someone from the R and D. I have some contacts. Uh, I can definitely get some someone in. I reckon. Yeah. Or at least on the phone. There's some government bodies and things that hand out advice and and, and help a lot of people with these these uh, claims. Yeah. Essentially, it's a grant. Hmm. Um so but there are tricky depreciation rules. Yeah. Um surrounding it. So yeah, that's just right. be wary of that. So that is another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh the third side of this is nothing to do with business. It is rental properties. Ah, of course, yes, rentals. So, and that's changed recently too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, essentially, in rental properties, you still de- things still depreciate the same way they do everywhere else. You've got a prime cost method and you've got a diminishing value method. Mm-hmm. Um, and a book of rates. And you've got a book of rates the same way that you do for all the other assets. You can look assets up. Um, the ATO provide this, it's on their website. You can go have a look at it. Yep. Uh, there is also low value pools that you can depreciate items in, in individual tax return for rental properties. Mm-hmm. And so it is similar, um, but again, all the rates and things are their own. You have to go look them up. Exactly. There's no $20,000 immediate write-off. No. There's a $300 immediate write-off. There's a low value pool. There's a low value pool. It uses this, this similar rules to yeah. large businesses. That's right. There's also capital works deductions. Um, a lot yeah. of people do do that in rental properties. That's a big one. The decline in value of the actual property itself. The if building. it was built after the mid 80s. yeah you can get a decline in value for that. Mm -hmm. Which is great. Yeah, it's also, it's a great one. So we always recommend going to see- A quantity um, surveyor. A quantity surveyor for that. But there is a new rule around that. Um, Any houses purchased, you can't claim existing assets, um, depreciation. That's right. So this is- It needs to be a new asset. It can't even be a used asset. So let's say a fridge, if I moved house down, Jade left me. I had to go rent a little, uh, one bedroom apartment. Yeah, um, likely. <laughs> why would you say that? What? Just truth. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> <all>. Thanks everybody. <laughs> then, uh, and I bought your spare fridge didn't yeah. you? uh, for 500 bucks. I couldn't claim that as depreciation. Not that I would because I'm living in that apartment. Let's say like... you rented out your old house and you, <laughs> yeah. put, you furnished it and you chucked my old fridge in there. Exactly. You couldn't claim that as depreciation. Yeah, it'd have to be a brand new fridge. Yeah, know. so essentially, I th- I I think we've said this before on the podcast. My thoughts on this were there's been a lot of pressure lately on things like negative gearing and um, other things like that. And I think this is the government's way of kind of copping out to that without actually copying out to that. Oh, for sure. Uh, So essentially it's, if you buy a rental property and there's already assets in it, or you've got old assets, you can't claim them anymore. Exactly. If you buy something new though, you're rewarded for that. Yep. So they still want you to spend money on things. Correct. Um, But they're cutting down on negative gearing. Correct. Correct. Uh, Have you got anything else to add for depreciation, Dan? No, not really. All the rest kind of just follow the same rules. You know, if you buy some equipment in a personal tax return, it's the same thing as the big business stuff. Um, if you're in a small business and you're not sure what to do with your assets when you're allocating them in like your accounting software, hmm. just put it to an asset account and tell your accountant to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always say two things. If it's an, an amount less than 20000 put it into low value pool. If it's an amount greater than 20000 put it into general pool. Yep. Done. Your cat will handle the rest. Exactly right. Exactly. Cool. Uh, anything else to add with the depreciation, Tim? No, I think that's it. If you've got any yeah. questions on that, yeah. or if you'd like to reach out and get us to speak about another topic yeah. in depth, then Dan, run with the contact options. <laughs> uh, if you want to, we get a us, sound effect for this. Yeah, we should. If you want to find us on Twitter, at Two Drunk Podcast. If you want to find us on Facebook uh two drunk accountants. Uh there's no sound effect for Facebook is e- e- there? Email. No, no there isn't. Email. <laughs> uh drunk Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message. this is a sound effect for Facebook. Face Facebook, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so that's uh find us on all those places, send us a comment. Um I think a- any further discussion on depreciation would uh Make this podcast decline in value, Tim. Ah, love if you leave it longer, that, that laughing effect. It actually keeps going. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does keep going. It ends after a little while. <sighs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so that's good. Um, I, Tim, uh, were you going to say other thing? Yeah. I was going to say, before we do that, let's call Michael. <laughs> <laughs> should we call him again, or should we wait? Like, put a space. Oh, you think in he's gonna? Them? You think he's gonna catch on? Do you? Maybe. I think he'd be great. He's away at the moment. We're in time he? zones. Where is he? Where is he? Yeah, he's in Perth. Orford. Yeah. Why? For a wedding. Oh. I saw him like two days ago. Why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> I think he did mention it. You probably didn't uh, listen. Ah, uh, probably not. Let's call him next week. I'm sorry, listeners, Dan is wussing out. <laughs> I feel a little bad. Why? Not really. It's funny. It is funny. All right, we'll call him next week. We'll ask him how the wedding was. Okay. All right. Sounds call him next good. week. Sounds good. Um, other things. Other things. You, you start us off, Dan. All right, I've got a few other things this week. Good, good. Uh, my first other thing is I just want to give Mikey in the office a shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just with his running.
1: Yes, Um, very nice, very nice. Yeah, he's
0: doing real well. Uh, He ran nine k's the other day, and averaged four point four five minutes a k. Wow! So, gosh, that's fast. That's fast. That's fast over nine k's. I can't even keep that up for like two k's. I was watching, and he he was actually running faster than that most of the time because he He was intervals, so he'd sprint for five minutes, and then you could see it in his in his graph. He'd be real fast, and then he'd drop, he'd go real slow. So that was the average between the two insane he's doing well doing real well so just want to give him a shout out for that Um, i don't think a week goes by in this office without mikey telling us about his running that or newcastle (laughs) uh so the other things i've got is uh i don't know if you saw there's a big blackout this week in sydney there's like a Ah, yes yes, like a whole day without power yeah yeah. and i read this article about this guy who um didn't even notice there was a blackout because he had solar panels and a battery and just uh he got a message on his phone about the blackouts and was like
1: that's, blackout. Fu- that's
0: the future, isn't it? Right there. Yeah. And just sat there like he'd look on his phone and there was you could you could see, it tells you how much power is coming from the grid, the panels and the battery. Mm-hmm. And the grid was just empty and all of it was coming from his battery and his panels. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Just how good's that? That's so how good. How good's that? I so love it. Curious. I love it. Um, and then the other thing is... Um, I read the second. This is probably why I made a reference during the podcast. I read the second book for the Red Rising series by mm. uh, Pierce Brown, Golden mm. Sun. Golden Sun. I read Golden Sun. You enjoy it? I did. I did enjoy it. Big twist at the end there. Yeah, pretty big hectic. twist. Don't see that coming, do you? No, I, I kind of felt like it was because the last I listened to it because um, it wasn't in the bookstore,
1: oh, and I had to wait okay.
0: two weeks for it. So I was like, no, nah, I got a credit on Audible. I'll just get that. Fair enough. So I don't know how long in pages yeah. was, but about half hour towards the end, the book kind of going slow. It, it it's slowed. Seems too good. To yeah. be true. And I, I was well. sitting there and I was thinking, something's got to happen mm. because the last one ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah. And I was like, something's going to happen. It slowed down. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of plodding along. Yep. Mm, something's happening here. So hectic. And then, and then it happens. It reminds me of Game of Thrones a little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit like a certain. Um, a certain, a certain wedding yes. in Game of Thrones where people die. <laughs> a lot of people die. <laughs> yeah, so they're my other things this week. Um, no, also, my um, other things, a quick shout out to Kat. Um, she's at home sick and I uh, hope she gets better. Oh, I hope you get better soon, Kat. Mm. No doubt Dan will look after you. I will. Well, Dan, I have one other thing it does relate to Mikey. Yep. He's very excited because Newcastle United uh, had a good win. Yep. Over Man City this week. 2-1. He was extremely shocked. 2-1. 2-1 they won. Mm. And they signed a a bit of a playmaker from the the MLA. Mm. But uh, it just reminded me, there's actually less than 50 days until the AFL begins again. And Essendon has a virtual new recruit in Joe Danaher, who's on the comeback from an osteitis pubis injury. So... uh, Osteatus pubis? Yeah, you've never heard of Osteatus pubis? I haven't. It's like overuse. Uh, I think it's, it's generally through your groin or your knee. It can just go through like joints or different different muscle groups. Yeah. And this is why we should have called Michael, Ask him what Osteatus pubis is. Yeah, we should have actually. Should, can we call him now and just ask him to define Osteatus pubis for us and then <laughs> you, just hang up? If you want. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I've got to connect my phone. You keep talking about Osteatus pubis. Yeah, so um, yeah, Joey Danaher. He, around uh, six last year, he just wasn't going well. And then it turned out he was playing through osteitis pubis, which is this um, ongoing pain. It's basically from overuse and there's no treatment for it other than rest. Yeah. So they gave him a month. At that point, they're like, ah, oh, he's going to be out for a month. Ended up being out for the rest of the season. And only just this week did he come back for his first full training run for Essendon. Oh, wow. Not long. even a full training run. That's it's a just long time. He actually took part in training. So he's a new recruit though. Virtual new recruit to Essendon. Essendon. <laughs> Sorry. I'm hoping there's no Essington this year, which is uh, is when we go out and lose to a team we should beat. (laughs) Let's call Orford and ask him what osteopubis is. Osteitis pubis. I'm just uh, calling him now. Got him on the roadcaster. Hi, uh, you've reached Michael Wallfield from Hillfoot, New York. He sent me a text and said, can I call you back later? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, at least he got a little bit of a shout out there. He got his voice on. He's an excellent physio. Excellent uh, physio. uh, We'll have to get him on next week for the osteitis pubis. Yeah, we will. We'll ask him about osteitis. Put put that on your phones and remember it. All right, I will. Um, So the other thing we've got to do quickly is we did post on Facebook. Oh, yeah. And we said, Friday I have a recording coming up. Comment below and we will tell you a like and dislike (laughs) we have about you. And we've had a few people comment. Oh, great. Thank you uh, for commenting, guys. I can see the comments right now. Uh, yeah. Oh, Dennis, what do you like about Dennis? All right, so we've got uh, Dennis said, isn't this week cast supposed to be out today and not recorded today? Here I am waiting all day for that notification. <laughs> Well, that's what I like about you, Dennis. You're a consistent Friday afternoon listener. As soon yeah. as the podcast comes out, we know you are streaming it straight yeah, away. that's right. You're a number, first listener of the week, every week. First listener, that's Dennis. That's what we like about you most. Uh, a dislike about Dennis. Um, very hairy. Very, very <laughs> hairy. <laughs> Dennis, yeah, there you go. Uh, Chris Foster. Uh, he said, good luck finding a dislike, you jerks. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chris. What I like about Chris is he's funny. You know what I like about Chris? Nothing. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so what I like about Chris is he's obviously very funny. Uh what I dislike about Chris uh, Sydney Swans. Just the sass, really. <laughs> the sass. The sass. I know I what I do like about Chris is having a little Facebook argument with him from yeah. time to time. Yeah. Chris, I, I enjoy that. Chris, you're a good egg. Yeah. Uh Available. Demo, Damo? Yeah, you're alright. He said, uh, I can't see Dan's beer. Yeah, well, well that's well, true, that I don't have I c- a demo <laughs> you piece of shit. I don't have a beer. I can't see your beer either. I can see my cider. Does it matter if it's a beer or a cider?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think about your
0: comment, Demo. Alright. Uh, what I like about Demo? Nothing. <laughs> you can't recycle my thing? It's, it's delivery though. It's funny <laughs> when I say it. <laughs> just your timing is just that split second better. Just better, yeah. Mm. Uh, what what, what don't we like? What's that dislike about Demo? Um, what I like and dislike about Demo is the same thing. Mm. It's his like poor timing of um, just saying things, <laughs> just like extremely random <laughs> obtuse things. Demo is basically an obtuse triangle. He is in any conversation. He is that. And uh, you just be talking about something and be like, "Hey, what about what about those dolphins?" <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna revolt and kill the human race. <laughs> he does. Pre- that's pretty good, Damo impersonation. Say that. Yeah. yeah, I've heard Demo say that. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's 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 accurate. That's accurate. What I don't like about Demo is his plumbing business. It's <laughs> the non-existent uh, yeah. example plumbing business in exactly. our podcast. Uh, but nice that, one. That brings us to the end of this week's podcast, Tim. Um, it's been good having you. How do you like the headphones? Oh. It's legendary. I love it. Mm. It's good, isn't it? It's like a new age of podcasting. It is. I feel like we've stepped into a new era.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: One thing I'd like everybody to do is if you could go to wherever you listen to our podcast, especially if you're listening on Apple products, go to podcasts, go to our podcast, and rate us and review us. Yep. Um, we've been on the charts before, but it's been a little while since, like, our viewership's going up, but we haven't had, yeah. they, they put you on the charts based on uh, reviews and, uh. and, and ratings, um, not so much just your listens. Yep. So if you could go on there, give us a rating, give us a review, it really does help people find us, and uh, we'd really appreciate that. You can rate us five stars, and then give us a like and dislike if you want. That would be great. <laughs> Get on there. Give, give us five stars. Give us a like and a dislike. That would be spectacular. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Ciao. Calculator. Cal-culator. <laughs>